Chris, just tell me when it's on so I can turn this goddamn thing off. Would you Would you just turn the air on? I've already turned the show on. Turn the air on? Tur- turn the air off. Turn the air off. Turn the air off. Locks off. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. That's what I deal, have to deal with on a regular basis. Probably I'm sorry. This before I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, if there was a way I could possibly hit stop and start again, I would. But I can't. You know, that's just the way, that's the way it goes. Hey, Chris, here. I'll take over from here. Oh, Welcome yeah. to Comic that's, Culture, the podcast that yeah. talks all things comics. Uh, I'm Walt. I'm Chris. And uh, today we have a hell of a show. I'm going to let Do Chris... I'm gonna let Chris describe. So you just you just pushed yourself into when I was talking, pushed yourself into the show, and now you don't know what the hell's going on. So now you're just pushing it off to me now, Chris. When people don't see, it's easy. It's easy to pretend like you know what you're doing, yeah, which yeah. is what I was exactly what I was. Doing. I, I get that. I get that. I, right. You know, I just, just for once, I'd like the listening audience to know. Okay, in the words of the great Arnold Horshack. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, today we're very lucky. We have we do have a, a special guest on our show today. Uh, we have the young Casey Parsons here, uh, and he is here. He's a, uh, a, a local celebrity of sorts, a comic book artist and uh, artist in general, and uh, a previous store owner. I think I don't even know if that's still if, it, if you own a store or not anymore. But anyway, sure, I know. Okay. <laughs> But anyways, uh, he's gonna. We're just gonna talk a little bit about uh, what it's like for him as a uh, as an artist, and uh, go from there. Thanks for being on the show, Casey. Thank you. That was quite flattering and mostly true. <laughs> mostly, mostly. Yeah. Well, you know. So hold on here. <laughs> uh, uh, you were a store, shopkeep owner back. How far back? Twenty thirteen. This is when Tom Lang passed away. He owned the original. Comic One Books in Stony, Stony Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah, downtown Stony Creek. Who doesn't have a Tom story from the old days? Exactly. Yeah. Tom was, is one of these guys that like every town has one of those pioneer guys. Yep. Yeah. Right? There was like Harry yeah. in Kitchener yeah. and Tom in Stony Creek. He was only a couple of years behind Harry for right. the longest running yeah. store. Yeah. 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 And he started at a flea market. Yep. He traveled. He did a few. He did... The Queenston Mall, yeah, he did the flea market, about four different places. I think he was in Eastgate very briefly. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we we never found out the exact time that he opened the shop, but it was around maybe 85, 86. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So at that time in Hamilton, when Tom uh, opened up uh, in Stony Creek, which is just basically a part of Hamilton, yeah. uh, the Silver Snail was downtown. Silver Snail was right. downtown. That had opened at about 1983 or so. Yeah. Was Dreamland uh, around? Dreamland had no. Dreamland had closed in like 81 uh-huh. uh, because the, the 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 co-manager or I guess the owner co-owner of Dreamland became the manager of the Silver Snail. That would have been Stu Young. Stu Stu Young was uh, was managing the first manager for the Snail in Hamilton. Uh, and then so we had that store, and I think not too long after that we had Ted down at, at uh, Comic Connection down the West End yes. near McMaster University. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He ran a tight ship. That tight boy. ship. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. You were kind of scared to go in there every once in a while. Oh, I was. That's the best kind of place. <laughs> <I've been. laughs> uh, yeah. So that was. I mean, you had the odd uh, other guy here and there who would kind of come and go in Hamilton. Uh, there was ABC Comics, which was up on the mountain, the guy owned by a guy named it's Phil. It's easy as ABC. One, easy. two, three. You and me. ABC. Yeah, something um, like that. Their dance moves are incredible. Yeah. You can't well, see them. Yeah. Um, Thank goodness. And hold on. There was, uh, wasn't Northern Force? Northern Force was, well, that was that would have been now. Late, late, late 90s. Late 90s. Late, oh, okay, mid, that's way out. Okay, we're talking 80s. Mid, so. Mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, we're talking 80s. So. And then uh, Tom... 
stayed at that place, right, Casey? Till uh, he did. Till yeah. he passed away, right? Yep. So. He was in the Elm King Variety Plaza. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right on King Street. King yeah. Street East downtown Stony Creek. So, so you you decided to carry on the mantle of Comic One Books. We had a lot of friends there. I was good friends with Tom. Yeah, uh, I was at a weird point in my life uh, where I was considering opening up maybe an art shop, selling art supplies, maybe teaching lessons privately, uh, selling some stuff, doing some art. You know, yep. try all in one shop. And I was a little bit scared to launch that off the ground. Sure, sure. I was shopping around looking for places to kind of set up and have a studio space, etc. And it was sudden that uh, Tom passed away. So that was um, late May in 2013. Okay. And uh, that sort of was, you know, it was a safe spot for us where we hung out on Saturdays and Wednesday nights. And, you know, we were just, I just, I wasn't even buying comics so much as just going down to hang out with Tom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he was kind of like maybe my first mentor, I would say. Right, right. Like I, I started working there I was maybe like 15. Okay, yeah. And I was one of those kids crawling out of the stroller and going in the flea markets when he was there and crawling right. under yeah, the tables yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. digging for rampaging hulks. And <laughs> he used to have records. Uh, he had all kinds of wacky stuff. He even yeah. collected like wooden antiques. Yeah. Oh, I remember one time I was there at his shop. Uh, this is years ago. And uh, uh, I told him that I was really interested in, I mean, obviously in comics, but also uh, a big fan of animation and, you know, yeah. all pop pop culture stuff. And all of a sudden, I go. I go there one day, and he brings out original cells from the Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah, you know. And I was just like, "How did you possibly come upon, upon <laughs> yeah. these things?" Like, yeah, know. you know, he's a guy that he just had, he had stuff, right? Yeah, he had all kinds of stuff, and he always had well, those stories. Old timers always do. Yeah, collect Old timers yeah. always do. Like. Yeah. He had he had original art, even like Group of Seven art. Like, yeah, he oh, wow. he was just wow. a, he was just a, that kind of guy, eclectic, and would yeah yeah collect anything he just thought was a little bit interesting, and usually things other people would overlook sure sure and he always went for the little underdog guys and the indie books and uh, amazing amazing so so you opened up the store so so you continue your story it was called comic one you you guys we kept kept the the name name. we kept the phone number um i just cold called everybody that i found in tom's list of numbers and i I knew most of these people too from working there so long wednesday gang saturday gang yeah so it was kind of like getting the news out and saying like we're going to reopen in a few months it took a few months we couldn't keep the same spot i remember i chased you away from the front of my store that one wednesday you were were handing those flyers out yeah big b yeah Hey, what are you doing? Get out of here! Hey, you know that actually—I remember that actually happening when we closed the snail, the last day of the snail. I remember there was people handing out flyers for comic book stores. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to mention any <laughs> names, but yeah, that happened. Nice. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do. It gave us a chance, to kind of. When we were up in the new spot. I, uh, he didn't do that. I'm sorry. No, we weren't quite that mean, or it was. I see it all as like friendly competition, and I think our stores were very different yes oh very much so just like like you're specializing even in like cgc books and uh you know you toys, the toys and, and all that right um we didn't have that so much it was we were just more like you go in and you dig for back issues uh, yeah yeah you know the new subscribers for that area the people that don't you know because we had it we're far enough apart I, yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah so you well, get people from thought, like, like, and, and the, the smart you know the smart money is um supporting and wherever, whoever's listening, wherever you guys are, like, you want to support a vibrant comic uh, retail community in your town, which means four or five or six or seven shops, depending on the size of the city, right? Because, yeah. you know, healthy comic shops means a healthy comic book industry, right? Right. And, and that is what everybody wants, right? You don't, uh, you don't want to 
uh, I mean, technically speaking, it's a short-lived win if you end up being the last shop in the city because, you know, the market then yeah. is, 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 is shrinking, right? Yeah. It's you, scary when you hear stores are closing. That yeah. That's a scary a sign of the times. It's like, I'd rather good. see yeah. more shops and yeah. more buyers, more collectors. Out well, there. I told Chris this before. I've always been a, a proponent of, let's say, you know, for me, when I was growing up, you know, the Silver Snail in Toronto was that kind of market. You know, uh, Harriet now and then in mm. Kitchener was the first. And, yeah. And, um, but to me, the Silver Snail was always that flagship yeah comic book store in Canada. Yeah. That's the place where Robin Williams went. That's the place where Harrison Ford went. Yeah. That's the place where Mobius drew posters for. This is, you know, we all wanted, especially me, I wanted a vibrant, dominant uh, silver snail you know, being the leader of the Canadian retail exactly. market. Exactly. And I, I have wanted. I have those same memories. That yeah. was a treat when I could get to downtown Hamilton. Yeah. And it had like the couple of floors, floors of stuff and you could see like the alien statue, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah you know, it was yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that that just yeah. like... It's crazy. Yeah, yeah and Tom didn't have some of those things like right. the art books and yeah. there was just well, a treat to see all I that. I mean, you know, you got to remember it's... Uh, it's it's hard to have that kind of stuff when you're you're yeah. you're, you're not in metropolitan Toronto. You're in, you're in downtown Stony Creek. That's it. You got to cater. You're getting yes. hicks like you coming in. And exactly. Yeah. Where's my Spider Man? Right? Yeah, and absolutely. The, and yeah. I was I was that kid. I, yeah. I was just yeah. buying the Hulk. And right. my brother was the one. He was a couple years older than me. He passed away 2015. Right. But he he was collecting. You know, with Tom too. He just had this. He had a good eye for stuff. He was getting like the Punishers. And right. Right. He knew like. Deadpool when he came out that was going to be a thing you know he was getting new mutant stuff and right. he got like martial law was one of the things oh yeah I and that. I would sneak yeah. through my brother's books you know I was maybe eight or nine looking at martial law yeah, yeah. if you know martial law it's it pretty is, twisted adult yeah. stuff it is not it's for the dark. fair part yeah. yeah but I loved it you know yeah, awesome. I still love it awesome so from the shop you you had the shop there but yeah. did, so did you keep pursuing your your, your drawing and, and, and yeah that never stopped so right. I I've I've kind of had like several careers almost. Uh, I, I taught overseas in England. Um, what part did you did, uh, you went there? I, yeah, I was in I was in the Midlands, so I was in a little town called Dunstable in Bedfordshire, which is near Luton. Uh, I, don't I think... say, I say, <laughs> I say. Maybe a good friend Danny Chap maybe may know yes. where that is. Uh, so, so is that an hour north of London? Okay, so, okay. on the train. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I got tired of being up there, and I went straight down into the middle of London. Uh, for the last sort of third of the school year. So this is going back 2009. Right. Um, I loved it. I loved being in London. I miss it. I'm debating even going back. Okay. Uh, was there a good healthy comic shop scene in London? Like, uh, Not that I saw really, no. No? no. I mean, it, it may have been... You know, I remember in London, uh, I know they've got a couple of, a couple of comic shops... Uh, uh, I think, uh, but I don't, I don't even know if they're still going. To be honest, I know Forbidden Planet was a big one there. Yeah, uh, and then the, the Virgin uh, had a, had a comic book store too. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I don't think that was it was quite what it was. Forbidden Planet was probably the the one that sticks out in my head when I was there. So, right. but that was. I mean, I, I haven't been there since uh, you know 1996. So I don't know what's still around there now. I feel like the convention scene has grown. Right. Yeah. Well, the convention uh, scene London is a big yeah. con. Right. Yeah. Um, there's but, a few uh, coming yeah. up. There's that Thought Bubble one coming up in November, the one that Frank Miller is no longer allowed in. Oh, wow. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> mm. um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It was like I, I, it was just a little bit off my radar. Like I was still even calling home to talk to Tom when I. Oh, were you really out in England? I used no. to get those little five dollar Cobra cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could yeah. do long thousand minutes of long distance calls, oh, kind wow. of thing. Yeah. So, so you, uh, you, you, you started the store. Uh, you did a couple other things. Yeah. You went away. Went away. Uh, but then you're still. You always pursued your artwork, and so I know that you, um, you're pursuing the artwork while you were running owning the store. Yeah. Uh, so how did that go? What well, tell me a little bit about that? It's funny if I go back a little bit. I, I was just showing you some stuff earlier. Like I was drawing. I was always into comics. Like I said, I collected the Hulk. I was like two and a half years old, three years old. Started out um, Hulk fanatic. Uh, so I was drawing that kind of stuff. And I started drawing comics in high school and like coming up with characters and making my own comics, selling them around the school. Nice. Uh, Tom sold some of them for me, and I was like, you know, fifteen, sixteen years old doing that. Yeah, uh, I made my first comic maybe in like grade four. <laughs> it was very closely based on martial law. So like, <laughs> I wonder why. Interesting. <laughs> so nine-year-old yeah. drawing. So the dream was uh, after high school, I didn't feel ready. I, I should have just like kept like drilling at it. You know, I, yeah. have, I have kind of like what if you know going on in my head. Um, but I thought I need to learn to paint and draw. Like I want to learn. You know all the skills and then apply that into comics. Right. So my, my goal is like, go to Sheridan. That was the place to go to get your painting yeah, and drawing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Now in, in Canada, I would say anybody listening states wise or anywhere else, Sheridan is like the big art. School, yeah. Right. It's known the world over. I yeah. think like, yeah. like animation wise, especially animation. Right? It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Disney yeah. comes and scoops up everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It's big. Um, and some, yeah, huge names have come sure. out of there. So you went? I went there, yeah. I did three years at Sheridan because it was a three-year program back then in the yeah. late 90s. Yeah, not anymore, I don't think. Not anymore. No, it's four years and way yeah. more expensive. Yeah. And you get a you get kind of a uh, type of BA, I guess. Yeah, I think, it. you get, I think it's like a degree program. Yeah, I think it's like a see-through bachelor's degree of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I ended up after that, I uh, befriended a couple of teachers and just got kind of hooked doing the fine art sort of stuff. And I was, I'm like an old man inside. So like I'm a 200 mm-hmm. some odd year old man. Right. Like I live in the 1800s in my head. So right. I started doing very traditional fine art, portraiture, landscapes, yeah, uh, all yeah. that stuff. Using oils on linen, you know. Um, and then I did that for years and years and years. Um, so until the comic store thing happened. Right. Right. That kind of got me back into doing, I was actually starting to make pinups even when Tom was around, I was hanging right. out in the shop and I bring some drawing stuff down. Okay. Start, yeah. Yeah. Start drawing some Hulks and Spider-Man, whatever. I was cool. like, I was like starting to get a little bit back into it. Yeah. And I wanted to, I was starting to kind of like dig around in the history of our comics, like looking at guys like Al Williamson and, yeah, yeah. you know, Wally Wood and, and like Hal Foster, like all the classics or yeah, guys. Yeah. Right. Um, Tom passes away and then the store comes around and then it's like you're in there all day long or surrounded by comics and stuff. It's, you know, I'm pretty impressionable. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a big influence on me. I, sure. started, I started seeing more and more stuff and, and yeah. just looking at all these artists and that and started digging around and like who influenced them and uh, yeah, yeah. just learning as much as I could. And, and wow. so even going back from oil painting to inking now on a page, it's so different. Like sure. to design a page with panels and telling a story that way. Um, like I had the background for it, and, but it's been 
you know, since well, the nineties, basically since you, you I was taking from, pages. You go from trying to tell a story in one big panel, like in an, in an illustration, yeah. to, to, to trying to tell a sequential art story. It's completely different things because you yeah. have to think about what's not being said between the panels, and there's all different nuances that you know. And as as opposed to illustration, you have to somehow come across an entire story just in one big picture, right? Mm-hmm. It's completely different thought processes. So yeah. when you uh, like when you went back to inks. And pencils and stuff because you were doing that before, right? Yeah. Uh, don't, like a non-artist question, but doing all those oils and stuff like that. When you when they diverted back, did you bring? Did it give you something extra? Did you give you a little perspective? Oh, like, I think so. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it does translate. Um, it's just using ink. Ink itself was scary. It's scary right. to put down a big flat area of ink. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's like once it's there, it's there. It's there. Oils right. you can keep going back in, like and fixing tattoo. and pulling and right, moving things right. around. Like painting, it's so it's fluid and it's you take your time with it. Mm-hmm. I, I got I got two words for you. Uh huh. White out. I've learned. <laughs> I've I've been. I know all the best white. Hey, I've learned a lot. Those, uh, <laughs> original art pages, you'll get. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, white yeah, out on those. Right? Yeah, I'm much yeah. I'm much more bold now. It's taken a while, and I'm still learning. You know, I got yeah. a lot. I got a long way to go yet. That's you know that's the uh, that's the. Words of a pro. I love hearing that. Yeah, I'm a seasoned yeah. guy. Yeah. I love hearing. I'm still learning. That's yeah. the best thing. Uh, a guy. You can't. You know, eh? like you stop, then it's like death. I know, yeah. but you know how personalities are and egos are sometimes. But you see, like, there's yeah. so much good art going on right now, and yeah. I keep seeing people like, how do they do that? You know. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to figure it all out, and I'm trying to stay traditional too. A lot of things are digital now, but there's still a good handful of guys working traditionally. Yeah, I believe that. And I want to know like all those techniques, how I can pick them up and. So, so you're while you're at the store, you decide. You know, so you start doing some more artwork, and then I think you, you, from there you started to do some more publishing. So you got, you got into a little bit of publishing of comics. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple ideas we tried and just didn't really fit. Like I was thinking of, oh, I could have like a little corner in the store and I draw while people are in there. Right, right. Work on stuff. I thought it'd be kind of an interesting little, like an in-house artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little monkey in a cage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Feed him popcorn every once in a while. That was sort of the treatment, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Scraps, yeah. Um, So I did kind of have that little corner and like there's prints, you know, I'd sell my prints. So I started making a few of those. It was fun. Uh, it just didn't work drawing us, or there's too sure. much. Everyone wants to come. You're having conversations yeah, constantly yeah, and yeah, selling yeah. and running around, and there's phone calls, and yeah, you know, it's it's nuts. You can't. It just you don't get any work done at all. Sure. It's not like a true studio space. You know, if everybody's working, it's fine. It's you good. need to concentrate as an artist. Yeah. you need to concentrate. So the energy's there, but the but you have no time or yeah, 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 ability, yeah. Like I would get you know half an hour of actual work done right, in an eight hour right. day. So that didn't work out. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but I, so it started with one of our customers was into writing. He was just starting to draw. Okay. And that's when uh, he had this idea called Alien Sky. Okay. This is going 2014, so about, we've had the store for about a year. Okay. Alien, started to know our Alien Sky. Alien Sky. Yeah. yeah, so this was the idea. It, it changed afterwards. But he, uh, we made this eight-page comic. You know, I did the cover, and we had a little bio, and even like Comic One books. Advertisements oh, cool. Nice. On yeah, it. yeah. I can uh-huh. show you them. I I know you can't see it. Oh, we'll, take a, we'll take pictures. So yeah, yeah. Um, but it was fun. So we decided we tried. Uh, I'm trying to think. If we even did the March, just the March Comic Con, maybe. Okay. The Artist Alley, share the table. Alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was going to ask you uh, what your impressions of Artist Alleys were. That's a tough grind, right? Yeah, yeah. like I I did go to some cons before I started doing them, but it was like a couple of you know 
bit far apart so it yeah. had changed quite a bit yeah like you, when i went there it was huge you know in 24 and just filled and in all kinds of stuff it wasn't just comic art it was right, right. right. you see buttons and Jewelry, stickers and yeah, yeah mugs, like crafts yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah yeah which i guess it has its place you yeah, know uh yeah. i guess you know but there's buyers beside, for it but not beside comic artists it's different yeah like i find it weird I do find it weird when there's, say, a cosplayer tabling next to a, 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 a comic artist. An artist, yeah. 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 Like, I think there's a spot for it. Right. But, but it's but a not. separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that, yeah. A con, I think, can have everything in it. Hey, so yeah. now we're going to go on some tangents here. So uh, I know. That's so what, uh, what uh, you know, at, at Artist Alley, so you're, <laughs> you're set up, right? Because yeah. you were ta- obviously probably taking commissions. No expectations. There. Like, my no friend David Skacky was the writer of the book. Yeah. yeah. We did. Well, it was a sample, right? It was like we were going to do this book if it went over well. We had all these, like, dollar things, these eight pages to kind of hand, in comic format yeah. to hand out. Um and I brought a few prints with me because I thought, oh, I'm going to be sitting there at the table. I'll bring some prints. Yeah. And I'll just sit there and sketch whatever. I ended up getting like commissions every day. That's awesome. Selling my prints. I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back. Now, okay. So what, what, what I was going <laughs> to ask you was, when I said we we're going to go off on tangents here. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're, you're, you're set up at all these different shows and you're in Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, people are coming up to you asking you about commissions and sketches and stuff. Is there anything in particular that you've ever had to turn down like people somebody said well i really want you to draw and then insert whatever here uh and insert then you're, some sort of profanity pro, or, others, and or, you're or, like and, and you're just like <laughs> you know what offside i can't do that or or or, or if if there wasn't something that you know maybe you can't talk about what's the weirdest thing that you did do i got a few there's always stories okay good well okay. i want to hear so, a couple of these <laughs> well when it started out me being the new guy on the block yeah and i was just the guy who would do kind of anything in a sense. So I had people coming by like, I've been trying to get someone to draw this thing for me. No one wants to do it, you know? And I'm like, I'll tackle it. Sure. sure. You know? And I was inexpensive because I was new. So I didn't charge a lot. Right. I was trying to just build up a fan base. And at a convention, I figure it's like, I'll kind of do more than I would not at a convention. Right. Oh, I just like, okay. I'm trying to do as much work as I can while okay. I'm there. Yep. So I'm kind of saying yes to things. Now there's right. times where I have had to do a couple of pieces where I, I kind of got to hold it close to my <laughs> chest so no one can see what I'm doing. The hotel room at night, there finishing are, it off. Yeah. There's families around, you know, and I'm getting asked to do some questionable things that I've never posted. There is uh so this is later on one of the cons, uh, maybe 2018 or something and yeah. the guy asked for um these sort of cat ladies in very gratuitous positions <laughs> and, uh, nice you know, nice it was it was like almost furry porn in a sense right you know what right I mean? yeah yeah it was fine i mean that's the he seemed harmless and whatever sure. and he he was pleasant and yeah. he, he paid well and you know i i did one and he loved it so much he wanted another one and nice. I, did, I did two for nice. him that weekend nice what's nothing wrong with that but I get weird stuff like um, someone came around with you know the magic card mats yeah and it's like that mouse pad material and it was like this it was like this emerald green you know this kind of dark emerald sort of green it's like a bright green but but a little on the dark side and it's this you know horrible material and he wanted a 
a drawing of the Hulk on there. Oh, on that thing. Yeah, and that's one of the things. No one would touch that. Like, you can't draw on that. Right, know? right. I thought, like, yeah, I could maybe paint on it. I go, sure. all I can do, I said, Sharpie. I'll, I'll try it's it. a Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. That's basically it. Like, yeah. all I could do, I said, I have to go straight to inks. Like, you can't pencil anything on here. I'm just going to have to wing it. Like, yeah. If you're okay with that, like, I may screw up. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I don't care. That's okay, man. Like, just, just try you it. You don't like, want I just, gonna, gonna I just want it. something on there. So I did. I did the Hulk. Because uh, that's what he wanted. I'm like, that's my guy. Perfect. So yeah. I'm happy doing that. Yeah, I feel yeah. comfortable doing the Hulk. Um, and it wasn't great, but I mean, I love drawing the Hulk. Like that's sure. my, that's my guy. That's my inner, uh, you know, inner Hulk. <laughs> I am the Hulk. On yeah. The um, yeah. And I did kind of screw up the hand. I had this hand kind of up his right, right hand, and he's kind of like you know clenching it, and you know in this typical raging pose. Nice. And I kind of messed up the fingers because I'm just going straight to inks. Right. You right. can't even you know put a gestural thing down. But what I did to fix it was, I mean, I'm kind of crumpling a, a handful of magic cards. Oh, nice. And just put like Hulk Crush your puny deck. Right. Word balloon on there and right. it worked White out fine. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and was he happy with it? Oh, he was ecstatic. Yeah. Good. good. And just so happy somebody would do it. Right. right. And that's that's the thing. It's like, right. you know, if you're, you're making people happy. I yeah. Think it was yeah. The thing. It's you're, called you're, customer you're, service. Right. Yes. That's right. called. Exactly. Hey, hey, what, like I don't, you're, you're 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 hitting me in the shoulder. Like I don't know what that is. <laughs> Just in case, but he obviously knows. Yeah, that obviously, that's obviously, right. right. So, I mean, you're, good for you. There's an energy at a convention, and and, oh, yeah. and it's yeah. just it's that whole um, interacting with the public too. Yeah, and it's their chance to kind of meet you, and you meet them, and like these kind of wonderful short interactions, <clears throat> and there's a real buzz. So cool. like, I'm happy. Like it feels so good to make somebody happy. Like that's that, awesome. You know? That's awesome. Good. Even if I don't think the drawings are so good now, I mean, like they're happy at the time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> What I could do, and the, and it's quick, right? Like you got to be quick. I think yeah. artists, artists yeah. in general, like you critique your work too much, and like the oh, fanboy, yeah. the fanboy sure. that gets it, oh, this, this is fantastic. Is yeah, and then you're in your hand going, I didn't get the hand right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Get this yeah. right. I did it to them. This like, eyes oh, oh yeah, yeah. Amazing, right? So I look back, like it, it, I cringe yeah. looking backwards, yeah. but I know. Uh, at the time, like the people are happy and yeah, it of looks course, good the guy's to the there. Cut, so. The guy, Chris, the guy's there is playing magic the next day with his, you know, the guy's beside him goes, hey, "What's up with the Hulk's head there?" Guys? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's up with that? What's up? You know, like, hey, fuck off, man. You don't like magic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so no, I made it work. Cool. I made it work. Good, yeah. good, good. That's cool. Hey, you also, uh, you also, uh, uh, you did some work with our uh, our illustrious producer of this show. Uh, well, he doesn't produce the show anymore. He thinks he does. Okay, well, that's fair. All right. Uh, Shecky Felstein, the great Marty Berthelma. Yeah, she- Shecky. Shecky. Good <laughs> old Shecky. Uh, yeah, that was right after Alien Sky. Um, Marty came around. Uh, he's a magic card guy, so he was, like, checking out our magic cards and saw I did art, and he's he's into film, as you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had this movie idea, but he thought it would be good to maybe make a comic first, like, pitch yeah. it as a comic to... You know, um, whoever, yeah, to yeah. whomever. So you'd have like this kind of visual thing you could look at, and you know, so and so you, now you ran a Kickstarter for that. We did. So we ran a successful first Kickstarter of, of Blood Moon. Of Blood Moon. So yeah. Uh, so I got three cases that time. So. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it was successful. Yeah, yeah. No wonder. Successful. I got about half half a box. <laughs> so so for the first, I mean, I know it was successful, <laughs> um, uh, but then you went to go do the second one. Yeah, and you weren't as successful. No, and I think part of it too is not knowing how to run a good Kickstarter. Right. And he did it quickly, and then I tried it quickly right. without knowing what I was doing. And I didn't take friends' advice. It was just like, 
we got this book now and like you know we just yeah there was there were issues i mean it was a learning curve for, for okay us. so well that's good to know because i think a lot of people go on kickstarter and they see other people who are successful and they think hey this is if this if this guy can do it, it must be easy right but and they yeah. and they don't really understand that there's still nuances see, here's to it. the here's the disconnect okay see, this is what I, this is the way i see it and, okay. and you're you're a shop you're a former shopkeep shopkeep i'm a shopkeep i think uh, i still see myself as a silent partner yeah okay like, so I'm you're a shopkeep kind of, i'm a yeah. shopkeep yeah um the biggest hurdle uh, for independent creators like you, uh, comic, you want to produce comics, is the goddamn shopkeeps. The shopkeeps, per se, don't give two shits about uh, small little indie producers because they honestly get solicited every day. Hey, I'm making a comic. Can you sell it in your store? And, I get yeah, yeah. and, and it's not that the shopkeeps are not are, are mean people. It's just that they have a hard time it's risk. selling them, yeah, right? And, yeah. and, and, and I'm wondering... You know, that the avenue of the old traditional model of, hey, I got a buddy, he wants to write, I want to draw, we're going to get it uh, uh, produced, and then we're going to sell it to comic shops. Yeah. Like, that's the worst strategy you can possibly yeah, absolutely. find, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to go, it, it has to be a different vehicle. It can't be comic shops, new this week stand, uh, because people are just coming in there to get their same old, same old. Yeah. And if they if they deviate from the norm of Wonder Woman and, and Catwoman and Spider-Man, they may pick up a Thor that week, right? If you're lucky, I find right. them... Very, but not blood like moon. familiarity. But not blood yeah. moon. Yeah, not alien sky. It's hard to sell them. Even on, even to say like this image book. It's it's just like that other character you right. love, and it's written and drawn so well. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. still they're still reluctant to grab right. that well, new so, thing. So what's the what's and money's the, tight, right? It's so not the economy. The trick, isn't the the best. trick is to get an online fan base. Is that is that the trick? Well, Kickstarter has been a big thing, especially with uh, the pandemic, right? But Kickstarter like, is, is people giving you money to help you with the printing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, how about after it's done? But then, but then you then but then people do additional ones. So you you might have your first. Yep. Your first, you'll do your first Kickstarter, and then you'll do a second issue still on Kickstarter. Like I've 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 bought a lot of issues on Kickstarter by the same person right. who's done you know ten twenty comics. Well, but how about by the third issue? Maybe they don't need a Kickstarter. They just have. But that's they how they just have a subscription. But that's the distrib- distribution now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no it's, longer. It's not subscription. It's that's the Kickstarter is the distribution. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. You could Kickstarter every issue if you'd like, and yeah. people oh. may still keep going. Right. Okay. And they may sort of. They'll see that you know they back that thing before they may get might get a message like there you know there's but the next issue. Lot, out. There has to be a law of diminishing returns. No, but. it's actually getting you know, look at it like I know one of the fame one of the most successful Kickstarters is uh, Lady Death Brian Pulido. Right, he still even though it's offered in Diamond can the catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he still offers different ones in right. in Kickstarters and he gets more. He makes a bazillion dollars. It'll be like new, new covers. Yeah, and the same interiors over and over like, again. Right. As as right. Like yeah. he offers a lot of stuff, right? He'll give you prints and and magnets. Yeah, and things yeah. like you get a whole pile of stuff with it, right. which is kind of cool. Which, but that's kind of cool. I don't really love that kind of stuff because they'll give you bookmarks and crap like that. What Chris, I, Chris wants to come. Well, but I like the comic, but I also like the fact yeah. that he might, you know, they may offer 20 different artists doing 20 different covers, and there may only be 20 limited of each one, right? So, you know, you get a you get a Brian Polito one, and then you get yeah. a, uh, I don't know. A, a, so if you're a completist. Or a, a Mike McCone or a Mike whoever, and, and then all of a sudden you've got all these different covers. Well, not even if you're a completist, but if you happen to follow a particular artist, then you can get that one yeah, artist, Yeah, sometimes people right? love that one artist, they yeah. love that book. Yep. Right, 
So it's uh, it becomes uh, and some of them are one of one, right? So they'll just print one copy and it's maybe a, they may sell it for a thousand dollars. All right. So my it's, perception of Kickstarter as this. Uh, you know, everybody decided about the first one by about the fifth one, though. No, it's like, good it's, it kind of started that way, I think, at the beginning. But, but now, I think it's now it's like kind of evolved. Now it's just like it's easy to online oh, shop cool. and that's, get things mailed to you. That's fantastic for for uh, yeah. independent creators. Though. Well, and that's a good. It point. is good. It's like well, the way to go for yeah. even. The, there's guys at Marvel and DC thinking like I could just do my own book now. Like right. if you've got a big enough following in your right. name, right? Why not? Like, well, like so. For example, um, you know the uh, what's that guy? Wheat germ. He does uh, art germ, art germ, art germ, art germ. <laughs> art germ. <laughs> genetically modified, genetically modified, genetically art. modified art. I was, gonna, I, I was going to say so. Paper Films is uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor's company, uh-huh. and they do all of their anything mm. that that's not sort of uh, Marvel and DC. They do Kickstarters on now. Okay, and so they'll get they'll get all their buddies. So they're like just recently, they Adam Hughes did a cover for one of their comics. Yeah, that uh, nobody knew it was happening. He because it wasn't Marvel or DC. He kind of went all out, and it's a phenomenal cover. But now it's already selling for a thousand dollars on eBay. Cripe, right? Because yeah. it's it was this, this little known book that was coming out from this sort of bigish company. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but that, yeah. this is the thing. So they're published. They put out you know two or three issues a year now. Yeah, well, that's great. It depends on yeah. It's different kind of collector. You know, so so Blood Moon number like two. You, I'm like you. Like we're readers. You know. Yeah. Like, I want a book. I'm just want to. This looks cool. I want to read it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. So I was just going to say, so Blood Moon number two comes and goes. Uh, but now I know you've started other Kickstarters. Uh, I know one of them, you have one copy of it here, Cauldron. So tell us a little bit about that. Cauldron's been a passion project from uh, a group of us, a local. This is the first issue here I'm handing to Walt. Um, so going back to about 2017 now. Yep. So... I, I did a few like pinups and things before this, and I, I got like a piece in the Toronto Comics Anthology. Um, so a couple of guys came up to me. So there was Shane Heron, yeah. Sam Noir, and Ricky Lima, and myself are all kind of at the inception of this. So it was, it was sort of the three of them thinking of doing something like this. And I was at a point where I want to start doing some sequential stuff, but like I want to practice and right, just do right. like short short stories and I love to do horror. Yeah. So I kind of had like a similar thing in this cauldron. They were talking about this cauldron thing. I thought that's perfect, you know? So describe to, to our, our people who are listening what cauldron is. Uh, we sort of say it's like art house meets grindhouse. It's, it's magazine format. So it's um, uh, really focusing on the art by printing in that larger format. Uh, it kind of... It's sort of nostalgic to, to books like Heavy Metal and Eerie Creepy. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of that... We, we like to think of it like when we were kids, it'd be that magazine you want to hide under the bed, you know, so right, mom right, doesn't yeah. see it, you know. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's nudity and, and gore. gore and but, and, but, it, but we do fantasy, supernatural. Yeah. Horror, but it's adult stories. Um, and it's just passion stuff. It's just like whatever we think is cool and have fun with it. And these were all, these were all done on through Kickstarter. They're all through Kickstarter. We've done four issues, nice. and and it's actually grown. Like the last Kickstarter was huge. It was like four times. We got four times the amount we did on the previous one. That's awesome! So, wow, that's uh, awesome. We should yeah. be doing a fifth one anytime. Like probably in the fall. That's hopefully, awesome. Hopefully for nice. Halloweenish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's usually we're usually getting about a a book out. Just under a year, so like say okay. every, every eight or nine months. So or that's so. so that kind of goes exactly what I mean. You know, the traditional thought is of Kickstarter being like you know, uh, law of diminishing returns. Whereas you guys are actually growing your fan base now through through Kickstarter now. Yeah, and, and what we're doing too, we're getting um, so 
the fourth issue there, we had Paul and Jankel do the the cover. I mean, we've got guest artists coming in. Yeah. Uh, you know, we mix it up a little bit, the writers and artists, and, and we're pulling in that, the, their fan base as well. So That's it awesome. just keeps growing and work keeps getting around. And people are really happy with what we're putting out, so it just it just keeps growing. And then they tell their friends, whatever, share it. and uh, Cool. And we're kind of figuring out those algorithms on Kickstarter now to make it, uh, you know. Are there algorithms on Kickstarter? Sort of, yeah. I think, like, Interesting. Shane had really good ideas initially, which helped us run successful Kickstarters. Okay. Like, we kept our we kept our um, asking price really low. Like, we, yep. we put it at $9.99. That's Perfect. what we do it at. Yeah. But then it's it's all about, like, kind of how we lay out the perks. Right. How we advertise it. Having that good video when you open up the page. You know, I, there, I, 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 I go on Kickstarter at least once a week to see what's new and what's going mm-hmm. on. And, and, uh, now, how uh, many things at one time would be available for your eyes if you go on the Kickstarter site? If you go on Kickstarter like for the very first time, yeah. like just they've never seen it before, yeah. uh, if you go on comics, um, there's probably a hundred, if not more. You'd be overwhelmed. You'd be overwhelmed. So this is where your algorithm comes in. How yeah, do you I mean, know what gets offered to you. Yeah, it depends. So, if you're a buyer, yeah, you can follow you can follow artists and writers you like and uh-huh. even see what they're buying. So like I like Jason Sean Alexander right. say, so I can see like what he's backed and what right. he's, he's put on Kickstarter. Yeah. Right. And like that kind of starts you off a little bit. Like you can follow your friends and see what they're buying. Yeah. Or and I mean, you get you emails just... like, Oh, Ricky Lima backed this book. You yeah. Know? I get that all the time. Right. Or I mean, okay. what I usually do is I just kind of go on what's new uh-huh. and I just go to each page, right? I see, like I take a look at it. And so getting back to what you're saying about how, you know, sometimes the graphics, like sometimes some people have literally no graphics yeah. for a comic book that they're trying to sell. And I'm like, I just think to myself, why would I buy this? Like, I, I can't see anything. It's just a write-up. Well, I'm, my name's Joe and I'm, I'm, this is my story. It's going to be about a crocodile man. And you're like, okay, well, it sounds fine. <laughs> it sounds kind of cool, but I don't know, like, I don't see yeah. anything. And there's right? people who haven't made anything yet, so they're going to fund it to make To it. make it. I, I mean, don't think that quite works. You can't like, do you it that you got to put a little bit of uh, work in yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so when we do our next Kickstarter, like the book's basically done, right? So basically, wow. so we can take it to printers. So this and is for printing, pay costs and stuff. And right. stuff. Yeah, and I think like that's shipping has gone up and yeah. you know, printing's gone up, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so that's good. So so it sounds like you're being successful on Kickstarter now. Yeah. I know that. Uh, you know, what about successful doing your other art? You, know, I, you were telling me that you're doing commissions and stuff oh, like that. Oh, the other stuff. Yeah, the other stuff. Are you still in like the fine art and stuff? I haven't done much of that. I mean, I, I, I am. I'm into it. Like, I just went to a Rembrandt show and stuff. You know, like, I'm really into it. Like, I still... But are you still... You're not producing. But not producing, yeah. Right. It's like all comic stuff right now. Right. Um, you know, I want it. It's something I want to get back to. Like, I want to do life drawing again when things open up. Yeah. Uh, you know, just go out and draw outside. Oh, so when Chris asked, it was more about, like, the comic commissions. People... Comic commissions, like, yeah. Mar- right now, I'm, that's Marvel all I'm DC taking. type stuff, right? Yeah, 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 basically. They're, they're favorite heroes, Hulk and yeah. whatever. So I'm part of Kirby's comic art. Oh, uh, what's that? So she's a representative and has a big team of artists. Okay. So she's sort of our agent, I guess okay. you could say. Or representative. I like to think of her as a representative. It's a little different than an agent. Um, so basically, like, we go through her. Like, she gets commissions for us and takes percentage. And, like, we mail okay. this stuff to her. She mails it out. Cool. And she's got a huge, like, client base. Now, is this, oh, a, nice. we- is this a website that people can go on to? Or yep. How does that work? Okay. Yep. There's kirbyscomicart.com. Okay. No relation to Jack. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what, a convenient what a convenient name. Convenient, yeah. convenient name. That's her real last name. Wow. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Talk yeah, but about, but uh, I mean, Jack is really Jacob Kurtzberg, as you know. Yes, right. so it's yes, not, yes. Everyone goes like, "Is Jack your dad? You know, is he your grandfather?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Constantly, 
Wow. I think there's some attachment there. There was, uh, I think you, you were telling me about this. Like there's a recently been um, the, the fad uh, to getting uh, commissions is to get classic covers like Star Wars motif mm. for number one. The homage. But then, yeah, but then doing yeah. your stuff, put in this or that, put in my guys. And I just did one. I, I can't yeah. really say, but I just did an homage for an image. What, cool. image what's, what's the, what was the original homage cover? Well, actually, it was a movie poster, The Fog. Oh, oh cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah, nice. So I did nice. an homage to that. Who was it? Was Which Adrian was cool. Barbeau in The Fog? Uh, Adrian Barbeau was in The Fog. Nice. No, was she in The Fog? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, a, in the, fog. she's the radio, I think, up right, in the tower. Right, you're right. Yeah, cause we'll, but it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, it was a John Carpenter Hal Holbrook again, right? was in that, too. Yeah. Was he, he was the, the, the priest or the minister or something like that. I got to see that in the theater not too long ago in Toronto. They played it That's at a, a, great at a little... Yeah, it's great in the theater. Oh, yeah. That's uh, I was confused that one only because Adrian Barbeau and Hal Holbrook are also in uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp. Well, they're both in, they're both in Creep Show, right? Oh, Creep. That's right. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I always think, oh, which week? Are they sure they're in that one? So yeah, 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 she yeah, still yeah. looks good. We saw her at the Niagara. Did you see her there? The Niagara Con. The Niagara Con. Yeah. It was yeah, like the I, horror one. It was the horror. Oh, yeah, 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 in the yeah, falls. So yeah. Oh, that. right. And right. Doug Bradley was there. Like, yeah, it was a really nice little Doug Bradley. Yeah, the yeah. original Pinhead. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's a yeah. really nice guy. Um, wow. Um, so you did one, but you don't want to disclose what. what I it just is. can't say what it. Like it hasn't been shown yet. Fair um, but I did do one that is is uh, released now. So we did um, the Department of Truth through uh-huh. Big Country Comics. Me yeah. and Mike Ruth both did one. Oh, yeah. cool! For issue I like eleven. He's a good guy. Yeah, great yeah. guy, man. He's an awesome friend. He's he's. He did a uh, half the reason I'm out here for me. He did. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 I have so I have some of those. Yeah, 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 it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I usually get everything he does now. Um, yeah, like we're really good friends. We went to Sheridan together as well. Right. So, okay, cool. Yeah, that's how we we've known each other for a long time. Um, yeah. So Department of Truth issue eleven. So Big Country Comics is kind of who represents him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like he's not kind of exclusive, but like I mean that's kind of his main main uh, main guys right sure. now. Sure. Yeah. Canadian yeah. online store and they just opened up a shop out east oh okay cool um yeah and they're gonna be like touring canada when things open up at, at the cons and they'll probably have mike at the table oh okay cool yeah, yeah. so there's like mike and hugh rookwood and we got a few guys like carl waller chris campana has done stuff for them okay um, um yeah so we did uh homages to famous american paintings so i did whistler's mother of course yeah. and then <laughs> He did the American Gothic one, that famous one, or the, yeah, the yeah. farmer couple, or you yeah, know, the yeah. ball guy holding the pitchfork. pitchfork yeah. you, you know that one, yeah. Originally, they wanted me to do um, Mona Lisa and uh-huh. have her as the Department no. of Truth lady, Lady oh, in Red. Oh, cool, yeah yeah, 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 cool. So I'm doing that as a commission for a guy uh-huh. who didn't wasn't able to get the covers, for oh, me, but cool. he liked that sketch. So he liked the idea so, so much. He's like, though. "Can you make me a cover quality commission?" So like, cool. I get to make it. But no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's why that's like the thing I got to do now. Oh, know? that's awesome. So I'm doing it in oils, and I'm trying to figure out. You know, oh wow! If I can do the crackle effect on it or something. That's, oh, like Kirby crackle. That's kind of killing me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like you know how the old oil paintings. Oh, crack I see. Sorry. Right. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to have that like authentic, actual antique. Right. Not Kirby crackle. Kirby crackle. Like the fake real. Da Vinci, da Vinci Crackle, crackle. yeah, the original Vinci, Crackle. Right, the, 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 OG, the OG Crackle. <laughs> the OG Crackle, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you smash an egg, you know, what yeah. it looks like, yeah. Cool, that's awesome. So, you got that going. Well, what's in the pipeline? Uh, it's commissions. I just I just yeah. got a... Yeah. Any new ideas? Yeah, I know you're continuing that. Cauldron's ongoing, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe I'm going to be doing... 
painting the cover. I think Shane may be drawing the cover and then I paint it. It's cool. kind, of, so the next kind of the plan. Yeah, so that'll be something different. Cool. Right? Um, in this issue, I actually wrote a story, which was kind of fun. I worked with Jonathan Kochuba. He did the art for me. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. I'd like to do that again, like write some stories and have other work with other artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found it a great experience. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed awesome. that a lot. Yeah. Cool. And it was totally different, you know, realm and of the, challenges. Uh, the shop, the shop is open, right? Uh, shop since doing, the lockdowns, yeah. you guys are open. Yeah, yeah. Are, hey, well, it's open. It's been tight, good, right? but yeah, yeah. But, but they're, uh, they're, at least at least you have a fighting chance when they're open. But you know, you get the loyal customers, right? Yeah. And they keep yep. you going. It's like if you yeah. didn't have the subscribers, I think you'd be sunk. You know. You know? Oh, yeah. Your Wednesday crowd, your Thursday crowd, yeah. sorry, and they still come Saturday on Saturdays, crowd, yeah. and it, it's just been you know limited and all yeah. that, and yeah. everyone's just being safe and yeah. awesome. Is there anything anything you want our listening audience to know uh, about what's your anything new projects or anything like that before we uh, call it for the day? Um, well, you didn't come prepared, Chris. You I'm just not, saying, you didn't know you were going to ask. Them well, in just case you know, silly if, if somebody wants I would to get, say, I would say just look at Big Country Comics, like check out their site. And uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, get in touch with me. I'm at KCart77 on Instagram. Okay, or we'll add that. artwork we'll of Casey add Parsons. Okay, Facebook. yeah, so we'll provide links for you. Perfect. Awesome. Um, yeah, and check out. Uh, yeah, Kirby's comic art as well. It was where you can kind of like, if you want to reach out for commissions or to buy some older stuff, like she's got some of my older stuff up cool. there Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Hey, thank you. No problem. Right. Thanks, Casey. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Good luck. Well, have yourself a great day and uh, thanks for listening. See everyone next week. How do I turn this thing on?